So Trey and I had the discussion about part of what Virginia Tech's uh, most effective thing with their women's basketball run has been that this is such a deep ACC. And we pointed to the Virginia Lady Cavaliers as an example, a team that's in the bottom half of the conference. And they don't have a great conference record, but just how difficult of an out they are. And then also the discussion kind of flowed into the idea that if you like old school coaching and philosophy blended with the new school reality that players have to know you care about them and feel that level of connectivity that Virginia is actually a, a compelling test case in this, just how they're growing with the tough love of Coach Mox and players buying in. And you know, it blends in even further to this comment that Sam Brunel had after the loss to Syracuse a couple of days ago, and that's the idea of just embracing doing a lot of the little things that, again, people bemoan some players, and I think rightfully so, some players for not wanting to do, but players that want to win still are willing to do the little things as Sam Brunel mentioned is something that she and her teammates need to do a better job of executing yeah I mean no one I don't think the question is that we don't want to win because we all want to win that's not the issue the issue is just we don't do the small things a lot and when you don't do the small things that leads to big things happening and not in a good way and so we got to take those small things and actually do them and once we start doing them that's why we got two road wins two road wins it's hard in the ACC to win on the road and we did the small things in those games. Now, you know, you don't play a perfect 40 minutes, but you do those small things and it all comes together. So there are a number of things that, of course, come out of that comment that, you know, again, it's confirmation bias to an extent. But it, it also validates what we've said about how deep the ACC is, about the unique style of coaching that it takes now if you're going to be successful and, you know, players buying into that and having that. And, you no, know, the fruits aren't going to be borne out overnight. The Virginia Tech Lady Hokie success was not microwavable either with Kenny Brooks. And, uh, heck, the game has changed drastically from when he left JMU to go to Virginia Tech to where the game is right now and, and the best coaches still find a way to adapt but it, it's more collaborative than before but you still need to find somebody that's going to coach you and that still means coaching you hard and players know you care about that and buying in so that all makes sense to us maybe it makes sense to our next guest Debbie Antonelli who is an analyst for ESPN the ACC Network and Westwood One she covers men's basketball she covers women's basketball and we are grateful enough to be able to connect with her right now here in the fast lane Debbie first and foremost we hope you and your wonderful family are doing well and second of all are we off base or are we on to something about the unique dynamic of coaching hard but players also embracing that hard level of coaching and how it's uh, the successful programs at least have that symbiotic relationship well first of all thank you for having me on the show and no i don't think you're that far off base i mean that's a conversation that i think happens daily on coaching staffs about how you manage relationships with your players and I think it starts in the recruiting process, and you know culture is, you know, can be a, a cliche at times, but if you actually build it every day and work on it and work on the relationships with your players, I think you can build that kind of winning culture. And to your point about Coach Mox and Kenny Brooks, they both are doing that and doing it at a high level. So, uh, first of all, we'll look at Virginia because they've been the more recent discussion, and then we'll pivot to Virginia Tech because there are a lot of angles that are uh, really fun if you like the success they've had uh, recently. But for the Virginia Lady Cavaliers, how much do you see progress out of what Coach Mox is doing, even if the win-loss record does not reflect that right now? You know, she's upgraded her talent for sure from last year to this year. And when you look at what their guard play has been able to do, that's what you're looking at for the future of this program. You know, Mo's pretty good 
And uh, I love what Sam Brunel said right before you brought me on. I mean, Sam's been a part of a winning culture at Notre Dame. She understands winning. She knows what it takes. She's a leader, and she's willing to do all the detail and some of the dirty work, that non-stat things that show up that are important for teams winning. Uh, and I definitely think she's on the right trail, and I think it starts with upgrading your talent, but it's not just your talent, it's upgrading the character of your team, and she's done both of those. Debbie Antonelli is the Twitter account, uh, and of course she's an analyst for ESPN, the ACC Network, and Westwood One, and we'll have plenty of her Westwood One coverage here across the Virginia Talk Radio Network as we carry men's and women's college basketball throughout March Madness. Uh, Debbie, the, the Virginia Cavaliers point as well, how, how how much do you see progress, not just in some of the areas you mentioned, but the fact that when they're losing games, a lot of them have been close games, and when they've lost games, whether it's close or not, it seems like they're taking things they've learned from those losses, identified them, corrected them, and been able to be better the next time's out. Look, if you've spent any time with Coach Mox, you're going to know what an excellent teacher she is and how hard she will work to make sure that they put the very best product on the floor, and they're doing that. Um, I think too much success too early is not always a great thing. This is a hard league. I mean, just like the men, winning is not easy. And for them to make the progress they, they've made, building block after building block and not have some steep ascent, I think is good for what she's trying to do over the long haul. I know a lot of people can be impatient, um, but if you look at the journey and people talk about the process all the time, and we're getting a little philosophical here, but... You know, that's exactly where she is. And I think in her timeline, on her timeline, I think she's done an excellent job of putting the right product on the floor at the right time. And, look, this league is tough. I think the worst thing that could have happened to her is that somebody projected them as an NCAA tournament team at the beginning of the year. I don't know why. If you knew the culture of the rest of the league and how many players are coming back and how good the league is going to be, it was almost an unfair standard to set forth before her team. But – you know, now you see that they've had a couple of wins over top 25 teams, and you see that they've gotten better from November to February. And I think that all speaks to what she's done, her staff has done, and how hard they've worked together to put it on the floor. Debbie Antonelli, she calls men's basketball. She calls women's basketball. She works for ESPN, some work for the ACC Network and for Westwood One. And we're grateful to get her insight today here in the Fast Lane and share it with you. Debbie, pivoting from Charlottesville to Blacksburg, and we'll go back to Charlottesville and then Blacksburg again for the men's teams in just a moment. But for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, we outline four things. I mean, the fa- first of all, the fact that we're able to identify four different reasons of why this team is a very legitimate threat to make a deep run in March. What does that say about this team that you can find different things about them that make them so dangerous and that they're able to capitalize on all of those? Well, I don't think they've played their best basketball yet. I still think they have another level to get to. And, and when you say that and you think about them sitting in first place in the ACC, they're measuring themselves up about, against how good they can be, not the rest of the league. And I think that's where the shift comes. You fight and work so hard to get relevant and to be a contender. And now that you are a contender and now that you sit on top of the league, now can you get a little bit better? I mean, it, I hate cliches, but, you know, 1% better every day. And I think that's the mindset of what Kenny Brooks has with a veteran team. And, you know, I had him on Sunday. I, I mean, they shot 70% for the most of the game. It's ridiculous what they've been able to do against what is typically a really good Louisville defense. So um, I'm impressed by what they've been able to do, and I think they've gotten a little bit more tougher 
And uh, I think they feel like they're a little bit more chiseled, if you will. And I think that will um, will factor in well for them going into the ACC tournament and the NCAA. All right, you you brought up a very interesting point then about this Virginia Tech Lady Hokies team not even playing their best brand of basketball, which, I mean, for everyone else, got the only shot 73% the other day. And, I mean, that's scary if they're not playing their best brand of basketball. What is their best brand of basketball then? What is the best? Well, I mean, 73% is ridiculous, right? I mean, in sustaining that seems like that would be un- unbelievable. Uh, they've got a week off. Um, you know, is this a good time for them to have a, their, their bye week or not based on how they played? You know, we'll see. I mean, we're going to find out some maturity about them. But, you know, I think they've got other weapons. Kayla King certainly hasn't played her best. I think there's another level for her we haven't seen yet. I think that's coming. I'm waiting for her to get hot. I think she is going to get hot before the season's over. And I think it's going to be remarkable to uh, watch what she is able to do and what other weapons she adds to what they're already doing. So that's why I'm saying – you know, I think that they've got more to do. We we mentioned it before and have not been shot. Look, I don't think this is a championship. They are their Virginia Tech Lady Yukis should not be the championship favorites right now. We've outlined four teams that you know, have everything: pedigree, talent, coaching, whatever you name it. They've got it with Caitlin Clark at Iowa, South Carolina, UConn, and LSU uh, to be able to do this. But are the Virginia Tech Lady Yukis a team that at least could give those teams a run for their money and enter that conversation if they're playing at their best? I think so. I mean, Virginia Tech's already played Iowa, so they've stacked up against them, and, and that measurement will be important as both teams have gotten better. Incidentally, I was at Iowa for the Caitlin Clark moment, and it was absolutely terrific. Uh, I was on my own dime to get there because I felt like it was such an important moment in our game over the timeline of the history of our game, and I, I've seen a lot during my career. I, I felt compelled to be there. Um, South Carolina, you know, they looked a little vulnerable against Georgia on Sunday, so I was a little surprised at that, but I definitely think they're the clear favorite to win. Uh, they could go undefeated again, and I expect them to be undefeated into the NCAA tournament. And then we'll see. I mean, matchups are so critical when you get that deep, and uh, matchups will matter for Virginia Tech. So could they? Yes. Did they do it last year when people were surprised? Yes, people were surprised. But as long as you got um, your battery up the middle is good, to use a baseball term, right? Point guard and your center. And there's no 6-6 that does what Elizabeth Titley does. Debbie Antonelli is the Twitter account. Of course, she's on ESPN and the ACC Network. She works with Raycom and CBS and Westwood One all over the place talking men's and women's basketball. Debbie, we've touched on the the women's game a moment ago. The men's game right now. We'll stick in Blacksburg for a moment with what Virginia Tech did to UVA the other night and look at this from the Virginia Tech angle. They've still got work to do, you would think, the Virginia Tech men's team to make it to the NCAAs. But how much of a breath of fresh air was that performance from the Virginia Tech perspective that they finally were able to bust through and get a a good win that they have seemingly lacked for much of this season? Without Hunter Couture and Sean Padula scoring in double figures, I I think that was remarkable. Uh, I think that shows player development and how teams can improve and why you can add other dimensions to your team. Um, I think Mike Young is one of the best teachers in the game. I thought it was really impressive. And I had the Virginia game against Wake Forest on Saturday. So Virginia grinded it out at home. And, you know, they won that game going one for 11 from the free throw line, which is something I'd never seen. They went 0 for 10 before they finally made one and won the game. Um, but I think, um, 
you know, it's a style of play. You know, that's what makes Tony Bennett such a genius, and we'll get to that in a second. But, yes, I thought it was really impressive. Virginia Tech all season has been better at home, and they certainly played like it. In terms of their ability to enter the March Madness discussion, just how much work do the Virginia Tech men's basketball team need to pull off if there were to be a serious contender to make it to the big dance? I think they've got a lot of work to do, quite honestly. Uh, I don't get this narrative out there about the league and why other so-called pundits are you know, throwing cold water at the ACC. I, I don't know what's changed much in the last three years. Maybe their non-conference schedule has been a little bit tougher, but we're seeing um, that you know, there's a way to work the system to be able to get the right net, which seems to be one of the tools that the NCAA looks at. And then there's this whole other theory that nobody looks at any of that stuff. The committee goes in the room and assesses all the teams in a different way. I think showing improvement, getting quality wins late, uh, and making a run in the ACC tournament will keep them in the conversation. I'm not going to throw anybody out right now because I think right, right now, if you continue to get better, uh, I think you stay in the conversation. Debbie, you were in Charlottesville this past Saturday for the Virginia Cavaliers as they beat Wake Forest. Um, and so you've seen them when they're as able to control a game as they were in that one, and then the lack of control they had against Virginia Tech. Is there something wrong with this team? Are they just limited right now? What is your assessment of what seems to have been a very mercurial Virginia Cavalier team under Tony Bennett? I'm on record multiple times saying I thought Tony Bennett's move to Jordan Minor starting at the five was a big deal because they had a week to prep before they played Wake Forest the first time I had that game. I had both Wake Forest games because I had the one in Charlottesville. And the first possession, Wake threw it on the block, and Efton Reed did not get double teamed. And I thought, wait a second, all right, maybe there's something here. I recognized it very early in the game that maybe Tony wasn't going to double the block all the time. So I thought, that's interesting, because they usually do. You know what their scheme is. They're going to hard head. Sometimes they switch the shoot. There's a lot of things that Virginia does very well. And when you ask any coach in the ACC, they know what they're going to do defensively, and it's still hard to score against them. That's what's so impressive about what Virginia Tech did. I'm not worried about Virginia. I think, again, it's about matchups in the NCAA tournament. I think Isaac McNeely has yet to have a, lately a big game that uh, I would say a big game, like a 30-point game, and I think he's capable of getting one. Uh, I also think that uh, Buchanan has gotten better on the interior, and uh, I think, you know, Rody's got to play a little bit better. But uh, overall, I mean, it's, it's so easy for us to nitpick all the different detail, but if you ask the coaches – you know, they're, they're just trying to get a little bit better, and it was just a bad night for Virginia and a great night for Virginia Tech. And look at what happened to Creighton and UConn last night. I mean, Creighton makes shots. I've been telling people for decades it's all about offense. If you make shots, you will neutralize all the other stuff that comes around with um, guarding the ball instead of guarding the concept, making sure you sprint the floor in transition, make sure you make the extra pass. I mean, all those details that come into play, uh, I'm a big believer in making shots. Debbie, last one for you, and we're grateful for your time, and we want to say thank you again for joining us here in the Fast Lane. You mentioned Isaac McNeely and the capability that you believe he has to, quote, go off, end quote, have one of those 30-point type nights. Where else can Virginia turn to get offense to complement what normally is an extremely reliable and effective defense? Ryan Dunn. 
I think Ryan Dunn could be more productive on the offensive end. He's up for defensive player of the year. I think he could be a little more assertive, work a little harder off the ball. Isaac McNeely's got the green light in transition. If he gets over the midcourt and he's got a clean look from three, Tony will let him take a quick shot. He's too good of a shooter not to let him have that freedom. I think Ryan Dunn is another one. I think he can be a matchup problem, but he's got to get better at his handle, and he's got to be more assertive. And when he plays assertively on defense, uh, look what they do. They generate extra possessions. He could do the same thing on the offensive end, and I, I think that's within his skill set to do so. Debbie Antonelli, 12 Instagram and Debbie Antonelli Twitter, or X as it's called, to find Debbie's work regularly. Of course, she's with ESPN and the ACC Network. Westwood One and gracious enough to join us here in the fast lane. Debbie, we really appreciate your time running the gamut for Tech and UVA men's and women's hoops today, and we'd love to catch up again. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Debbie De- Antonelli. I was just going to say, Debbie, congrats as well as being the uh, Kirk Gowdy uh, Award winner uh, So for the Hall of Fame. Thank you so, so congratulations much. Congratulations about yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a special honor. Thank you very much. Indeed, Debbie, well-earned and well-deserved that honor, and we're grateful for that insight today here in the Fast Lane. When we return from uh, good basketball to uh, indisputably not good basketball, solutions perhaps for the NBA All-Star Game? We'll offer our thoughts on the event, and you've already dropped some. Fast Lane, Ned Lane, wherever you Chime in on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and appreciate more of it coming, which we'll also discuss here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.